0: What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to episode 120 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. This audio masterclass is led by Awilda Rivera. Her life's work is to use her talents to help others achieve success. Awilda's services are designed to assist clients in the cultivation of their personal and professional development. We learn about discernment and intuition and how they can be used to help others. We talk about how coloring can help reduce stress. We also dig deep into self-awareness and how being self-aware can help guide you to your purpose. Let's dig in. All right, Awilda, can I get an oh, yeah?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. Uh, I say it every week, but I say it every week because it's true every week. You have a, probably about a 100 things that you could be doing right now but you're not. You are here with us and you're sharing your your knowledge and wisdom. So for that, we say thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to connect with your audience.
0: The second thing that I always like to do is I like to to ask the question, tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born
1: or (laughs) you can start
0: a more current day. Tell us about yourself
1: uh well i know we don't have all the time so i'll i'll keep it a little bit more current um i am an entrepreneur that runs a personal and professional development business based in Atlanta, uh, but my business model is all virtual. So my clients are all over the country and all over the world, some in Chile, New York, literally all over. Um, as a part of that business, as I just indicated, I have a coaching practice where I work one-on-one with individuals, but I also offer personal development through international wellness excursions where I take people outside of their comfort zone and we go explore these beautiful locations and have these really memorable experiences with the option of um, participating in daily yoga and or meditation. And then additionally to that, I have a podcast of my own um, called "Win Life with the World of Rivera that I Hope acts as a resource to, resource to individuals who may not be able to connect with me on a one to one basis, but are looking to really create some forward movement in their lives or to level up if they feel like they may have plateaued and you know, plateauing isn't something that's just limited to people that feel like they aren't doing well. Sometimes even the very successful can feel like they've plateaued and need to kind of take a new approach or build something new again. So that's what I hope that's out accomplishing in the world.
0: Now, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and ask, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, so many different things. I I like to engage in some form of self-care, I guess, would be a very general way of answering that but specifically so for me that could look like yoga um, meditation coloring don't laugh um it's very relaxing and playing with my dogs maybe even cooking i really enjoy to cook when it's not a pressure-filled scenario like you won't catch me volunteering to do like thanksgiving um (laughs) but i do love to try out new recipes and just you know, kind of let my hair down. Oh, and how can I forget? Sorry, playing squash. That's like one of my all time favorite things to do in the world.
0: Now, how does one get interested in playing squash?
1: Uh, well, you go to boarding school, you are a person of color who's ever heard of squash, and you happen to be thinking at a very early age about what will make you marketable, but also what you could play that would allow you to not be aggressive. And that's how you end up <laughs> choosing squash.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Now, I I, I, I try, but I, c- I can't help myself. Tell us a little bit more about the coloring. Uh, so, when you say coloring, do you mean coloring books? Like,
1: yes, I do. I am not ashamed to say that.
0: It, what, what types is it?
1: Um, well, I mean, I try to keep it, you know, reasonable. So, they have a lot of like mandala coloring books and, you know, animals and different. I mean, I'm no you know, Michelangelo here, but scientific (laughs) studies have shown that taking your time and working with color and coloring can actually decrease stress levels, can decrease blood pressure, can help you really find a meditative state. So if you're someone who has trouble, like You know, thinking, ohm, or breathing, or just being, coloring is kind of a cheating way to uh, meditate without meditating, if you will.
0: Hmm, I have to keep that in mind. If you if you had to pick one thing, and I know know you have many, but what would you say your your top superpower is?
1: Whoa, Uh, my top superpower, I think, at this point, is my discernment coupled with my intuition. Those two working together are my top superpower at right now.
0: Now, how do you use those those superpowers to make your life and other people's lives better?
1: Ooh, oh I just got goosebumps with that question. Um discernment I think is a very overlooked characteristic. And for me, it comes into play when I have this sort of intuitive you know, cosmic breadcrumb. That's like, Hey, invest your money here or Hey, try this approach. Right. And then my discernment is that practical thinking, sort of that law brain of mine, you know, giving law school credit for something, um, that makes me think very practically and pragmatically about, whether or not using my energy in that way is going to bring the highest return and or, you know, the greatest value.
0: Uh, I heard you mention law school. I just know this because I kind of spend a little bit of time on your website and your uh, your profile. <laughs> um, talk about that a little bit. Law school, business, uh, corporate America, transition. Yeah, the de- I mean. Details on that.
1: Yeah, in a nutshell, um, I always wanted to be a lawyer from the time I was very, very little, like was a latchkey kid in the projects. I mean, had a lot of love and a lot of other economic and socio, social challenges, um, with my family and the environment. However, you know, always kind of like afraid, not afraid to admit, uh, a child of the Cosby show era. Okay. As a result, I wanted to emulate literally both Cliff and Claire Huxley. For those of you who have been living under a rock for 30 years, (laughs) they were an obstetrician, gynecologist and a lawyer. And so I literally wanted to be both of those things. When I hit ninth grade biology, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a a lawyer. I mean, not going to be a doctor. And I proceeded, you know to keep my head down and continue to want to be a lawyer. I graduated during the Great Recession of two thousand and nine um, and actually ended up having a mild cardiac event at the age of twenty six. At that time, it you know was like a major wake up call that I was really begrudgingly pursuing someone else's idea of success. Um And I didn't, you know, I was so young and just so focused on becoming something more Um, that I it took that for me to realize that I had to, like, pump the brakes, ask myself some really hard questions, be ballsy enough to redefine success for myself and then, you know, have the bravery to set out and attempt to achieve it.
0: You said something in there that that really stuck out. You said you redefine success. Talk a little bit about that and how important it is to be self-aware enough to know that once you take ownership of what you define as success, then really there's no failure.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, this is, I think, my biggest message that I've realized I have for the world Um, and I'm working on some exciting things to really share this message with more people, um, in a more easily consumable way. But what it comes down to, right, is if you have to think of yourself like, um, your life is like a car, you know, for lack of a better cliche metaphor. And you want to know where it is that you're driving. And you want to be driving to a destination you want to go to, right? Like if you're driving in the car to your favorite place, let's say it's the beach, you're happy you're driving to the car, you're less likely to take some bathroom breaks, you're going to be focused, you're going to drive aware, you're not going to be like, pulling off every time you see an outlet to buy some random stuff, you know, you're going to be focused on getting there. Now, if you're driving, let's say to a relative's house for the holidays, and you're not really looking forward to it, (laughs) to use a potentially relatable example, (laughs) um, then you may dawdle. You may look for multiple places to stop for gas and pass a few on the way. You may, you know, pull off to get various snacks, even though you don't even need to. You may, you know, like veer off the course and decide to take a day take, you know, stop on the road and and sleep for the night and all these things unnecessarily, right? It's one thing if you need to do them, like if you're on a long journey or it's required, it's another thing to kind of be stalling, if you will, on your way to where you're going. So when you are, this is my opinion, right? So those listeners who, you know, really disagree, try not to uh, hold it against me, but it's my opinion and I've seen it in action that when people are moving toward a success that they have defined for themselves, they are more motivated, more dedicated, more uh, confident, and more willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish that goal. Whereas, you know, take me, for example, I wanted to be a lawyer. And for a long time, I was like, boom, head down, running towards it. But as my intentions and my motivation shifted right which can happen and we need to really understand that that's a thing um and be okay with that then I realized that okay well that s right that thing that I was defining as the the solution to my formula to my equation is not the same anymore and if I keep moving towards it completely out of alignment then boy this is not gonna work And like I said, it took me having a mild cardiac event at the tender age of 26 to say, whoa, what am I doing? This is not what I should be doing.
0: Talk a little bit about that event. How how did that shape or change the trajectory of your life? You mentioned a little bit where you kind of thought about alignment and saying, hey, what am I doing? What's really important? But give us a little insight as to What your mindset when that happened and how you shifted and changed the direction of your of your life?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like really thinking you're going to (laughs) die. Like, I literally thought I was going to die. I felt all blood leave my upper extremities and I could not like I could not take any more steps. And I had to be rushed from the lobby of the courthouse. You know, on like in my final week as a clerk um, there to the hospital. And when I looked around later that night, I had all these, you know, things on my chest. And I had the little thing hanging around my neck that sent the, the EK, you know, the like live EKG reading to um, the screen at the nursing station. And I looked around and I was by far the youngest. And not to say that there aren't kids with, with heart problems, but, you know, in the room I was in, I was by far the youngest. And it's like I knew that I was there because I was, like, trying to do something that I didn't really want to do and that I was, like, forcing myself to be something that I didn't really want to be anymore and that this was literally my body's way of rebelling against it. You know, like when you try to shove a a peg into a wrong shape, it's just not going to go in and you're going to break the board, the peg or your hand. So, I mean, you're going to figure it out one way or another. And at that point I felt, I don't want to say I felt broken, but I felt wounded for sure. And I said, you know, something has had to, got to give at that time in my life, you know, they kind of say like Murphy's law, I was realizing a lot of things were not in alignment. So like my personal life was out of alignment. I didn't have the mental and emotional support, um, that I needed. I didn't, my actions and my values and my behaviors weren't all lining up with what I was saying I wanted to do. You know, like if I wanted to be a lawyer, I, there's things I should have been doing that I just wasn't. Um, I wasn't executing things on a certain level. I wasn't like, There just wasn't any actions that I was taking that was really going to lead me to being successful. And so I said, okay, well, what is it ultimately that's always been in my heart? And that's been to help people. And so I really like went back to square one, like for real, for real, and humbled myself and took like part time jobs and like nonprofit jobs for a little while and then took startup jobs. And even then was like, Still don't want to do this, you know, and then had to force myself to really wake up um, and to take advantage of the, the, you know, the intuitive things and the guidance and the cosmic breadcrumbs that I was receiving, because otherwise I'd be doomed to keep, you know, living the groundhog's day of like, why am I doing this?
0: You talked a lot about how you overcame some of those challenges and uh, being uh, misaligned. What are some of your keys to success?
1: Yes. Ooh, that's another goose pimple question. Um, number one, like you have to be really honest with yourself. Like, so honest, because that's what allows you to be really self-aware and self-reflective. You know, without self-awareness and self-reflection, like, ooh, you may be going into a that have hurt. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't warn you about some of those pitfalls, right? Um, second, it would be you have to really want it. Like your, your intention has to be like, I am going to do this no matter what, this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? And that intention gives way to motivation, which then kind of, you know, works with confidence. They all are interlinked. Um, third, I would say, you know, you have to have a, a clear vision. And while vision always shifts, you know, like things may become clearer over time, you may not have it all, you have to have at least an idea. You know, like going back to our car example, you can be like, hey, I'm going to the beach, so I'm going to drive to Florida. Cool. That's, you may not know which beach, but there's a ton of beaches there. You can't be like, oh, I want to go to the beach and then like drive inland. Towards like Ohio. I, I don't, you know what I mean? You have to have a sort of a vision, sort of a plan that's going to get you going at least in that general direction as you work out all the other details. And I'd say those are probably the three main keys that I've utilized, um, to help me continue to, to be successful.
0: Wow. That's really, really good stuff. Thank you for that. One of the questions that I always like to ask because I've gotten such a, a wide range and variety of answers is if you can meet anyone in the world, who would it be? And what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I mean, given the day and age that we're living in, even though I, you know, kind of was prepared for this question, that's still it's still such a good one. You know, Um I say the number one person I'd probably want to meet right now, believe it or not, and it's going to be a little controversial is Donald Trump. And what I, I would just, you know, I'd like to have like 30 minutes of his time, but if I only had the opportunity to say one thing to him, I would say cultivate compassion.
0: You're right. That is controversial. And I would say I would, I would, Follow that question up by saying, "What do you mean when you say when when you say cultivate compassion? What's at the heart of that?"
1: I think at the heart of that, um, if I'm being totally honest, is the idea that when and this is coming a little bit from my spiritual advisement side, right? If you study ancient philosophies like the ones that are the underpinnings of yoga or Buddhism, there's this idea of the awakened heart. And that once someone has an awakened heart, a heart that is filled with compassion, there are certain things that they just innately do and embody. And one of those things is sort of a reverence for balance, um, a, an understanding of difference and a motivation to create change. That's going to affect the greater good positively.
0: Wow. Good, good, good stuff. Um, so as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, give the enterprisers is what I call my lovely listeners an actionable step or tip to improve their lives or businesses today.
1: Man, I would say ask yourself, what is my big why? Why are you doing this? Why are you, you know, researching the coffee beans in Ethiopia? You know, like, why are you working on your patent? Why are you cold calling people offering them your service or your product? Like, why? What is your big why? What is the, the sort of the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow that you're moving towards? And I'd follow that up by saying is be okay with whatever that answer is. And if that answer isn't one that you expect, ask yourself the question, well, what is my new why? And allow that to inform your next choice and your next task.
0: I can't help myself. I have to ask a follow-up question because I think it's important. <laughs> the Sometimes I think people understand that there is uh, a, everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a path, and everyone has a passion. I call it the three P's. Talk a little bit about how that can change.
1: Oh yes, like I mean, using myself as an example, right? This, this when I was a little girl, just thought I was going to be a lawyer. I used to fantasize and like you know, slamming things on the table in the courtroom, and just you know, he's innocent. Like I just, I, I really had it in my mind, okay. And if I hadn't been open to recognizing the different things which I wasn't right that where did that lend me, land me in a hospital bed okay and once i realized okay well maybe something's different here <laughs> and when i realized that what i thought was going to be the way that i would enact my purpose changed the good thing i had to realize was that didn't mean that my purpose changed It just meant that the path to my purpose changed. And that's okay because one of our inalienable rights as sentient beings is the right to change our mind. We always have that right. We can change our mind at any time. And that is okay. As long as we are aware of why we're doing it right. And we have literally taken a moment to reflect on it and we understand it, then cool. You know, I know people who I went to law school with who were successful dentists and were literally in their in their what someone may call their golden years. And they decided now they wanted to go to law school Mm -hmm. and become a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I have people that I went to law school with that have decided now, you know what, I want to go and I want to be a therapist, you know, like. All of these people, their purpose hasn't changed. They still want to help people. They still want to to affect change in people's lives directly, but they realize that that path is different. So, you know, again, it kind of comes back to to what I said to what I would say to the Donalds is cultivate compassion also within yourself, because as an enterpriser, which I love that term, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that don't get what you're doing. They don't get why you're doing it. And they're going to question it and doubt it and, and try to make you do the same. So that's why I say you have to be really focused on your why. You got to be like gr- hella grounded in it and know, okay, this is what it is. And if it shifts, that's cool, own it. Because you're going to have to contend with the external world constantly. You know, I don't want to say challenging, but I would say checking in (laughs) with you to see if this is really what you want to do. There's going to always be distractions. You have to be 1000% bought in.
0: I could not have said that better myself. (laughs) Um, so if people want to reach out to you, learn even more about what you do and connect, how can they do that?
1: Absolutely. You guys can find me online at com. I'm also on all your major platforms with my podcast, Win Life with Awilda Rivera. It is Similar to Enterprise Now in that it is a micro-podcast, um, so you don't need a lot of time to listen to it. Many of the episodes are just three to five minutes, and they tackle specific topics like adversity or the pains of transformation. Um, and, of course, I'm on Instagram, at Miss.Awilda Rivera. Facebook, Wilder and Rivera, Coach, Yogi Spiritual Advisor. And I'm even on LinkedIn awilda and rivera so if you guys want to connect please come over to the website there's a ton of free stuff there um, on the free resource library goals worksheets all kinds of stuff um so please you know connect reach out i want to be a resource
0: awesome awesome thanks again awilda for taking the time out to talk with us sharing your knowledge and wisdom
1: thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure
0: Enterprisers, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your love and your support over the years. I, again, I'm guilty. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. Yet another awesome episode with another awesome, awesome, awesome. She gets three awesomes.
1: Entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> Just full of what I like to call golden nuggets, insights, concepts, mindset, things that will allow you to grow your business and your life. So, uh, dig in, take notes. I know I have a couple of pages over here. Email me. Let me know that we are continuing to provide value to your life and your business. You know my email address, Eve Lenard at enterprise-now.biz. Again, thank you so much guys, and we'll talk with you guys next week.